you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We made it. We're here. The Super Bowl week episode of 10 Takes. We give them to you in 10 minutes. Here we go. Take number one. Start the clock. Vegas is the star. Vegas is crazy. I hope nothing happens in Vegas in terms of stories and off the field, this and that. But aren't you going to be a little surprised if it doesn't? I'm not saying the star player is going to go and do something nuts at some club or something like that, but something will happen, right? I was in Vegas last year for the Pro Bowl. I've been to Vegas probably 25 times because I used to live in California and it was a 45-minute flight. It's really astonishing. Have you never been there? God, it's an adult playground. At no point, you can walk through a casino, walk through a hotel. You At no point are you more than like a few steps from anything you ever wanted to drink, any kind of bet you ever wanted to make, anything you ever wanted to eat, world-class entertainment. If you get a very, very short drive, very short drive, any kind of golf you want to play, any kind of gun you want to shoot, anything that can be done with the human body, just, it just keep going. It's everything you could ever want that is devilish, dirty, e- evil, illegal. It's all there. <laughs> There's no work to be done anything you want. And we're going to put the entire NFL thing there because it's prestigious and exciting. And I'm so excited. I'm going to be in Vegas in like five hours. The way I just gave myself that pep talk about anything you want, that kind of fired me up to get there, even though I'm not going to indulge in any of those things, at least not most of those things. Take number two, is there anything more annoying than ticket request season? When every single player who works in media, who's at a desk or in a box or on a podcast, goes through their ticket request stories, it's almost a mandate in what we do during Super Bowl week. You have to have some player who won a Super Bowl or won four or went to one and lost. Talk about, man, the ticket requests are so stressful. You know who I blame? Who are these insipid people in these gentlemen's lives who hit him up for tickets? I mean, your wife, your kids, maybe your immediate family, meaning your siblings or parents, fine. But in Jason McCourty is telling me there's people come out of the woodwork, the people you haven't talked to in years. Hey, anyway, I could get a ticket doesn't have to be that good. I don't need a suite or anything. I just want to be in the building. You're not going to be in the building. I haven't heard from you since we were in biology class together. I blame those people. And I, they're not some kind of straw man. Well, I don't really exist. I'm telling you, I've talked to a lot of these players. Weird people say, listen, and they also be like, hey, I don't need them for free. Like, I'll pay for them. But could you hook me up with them? I'm trying to worry about tackling Debo Samuel, dude. <laughs> you think I'm worried about where your seat is going to be? Guy that I... Uh, Went to college with eight years ago. It's the worst. Take number three, the confetti test. I'm not sure if Brock Party passes it. Daniel Jeremiah and the great NFL media group has a confetti test when it comes to prospects coming out of college, where once you get through all the measurables and the height and the weight and the arm strength and all that stuff, if you're really stuck on somebody, especially a quarterback, you picture them. And can you really imagine in your head seeing them after a Super Bowl standing in the confetti holding up the Lombardi trophy? Can you do it? 
My question is, can you do it for Brock Purdy in this game? Can you right now listening, close your eyes and picture Patrick Mahomes walking off the field through the confetti, Travis Kelsey walking off forlorn, having lost a second Super Bowl, shot of Taylor all dejected up in the suite, and Brock Purdy on the stage holding up the Lombardi trophy having beaten Patrick Mahomes. It's tricky, but it can be done. And there's comparable examples where there's that kind of disparity in fame and prestige and expectations as good as Purdy's been. I mean, there's not a lot, but Nick Foles beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, especially a Super Bowl in which Tom Brady broke pretty much every passing record in the Super Bowl and still lost. If that can happen, Brock Purdy can win this game. Take number four. Most interesting Super Bowls in my experience and the trickiest ones to predict and the ones that end up surprising us the most are the ones we're going into the matchup. Pay attention, guys. One team has clearly the better quarterback. The other team has clearly the better defense. It's hard to predict which way they'll go. I'll give you a Peyton Manning as a little insular example. Peyton Manning shows up and he plays the Bears in his first Super Bowl, okay? He's clearly the better quarterback. The Bears clearly have the better defense. Peyton wins that day. Peyton shows up against the Seattle Seahawks. He's clearly the better quarterback. Seahawks clearly have the better defense. Seahawks crushed them that day. I can keep on going. When those factors apply, best quarterback here, best defense here, almost impossible to predict. The problem with this Super Bowl is that I think the Chiefs have both. They have the better quarterback, and I think they have the better defense. I don't know if that's blasphemous or insulting to the 49ers when you look up and it's Warner and Bosa and all these great players that we love and that I love. The Chiefs' defense has been better all season. They've certainly been better lately. And this Niners' defense is not as good as the one that showed up four years ago against Patrick Mahomes and still couldn't close the show. They're not. So I think the Chiefs have the better defense. I think they have a better quarterback. It makes it kind of an easy pick for me. Take number five is Mahomes' talk with Brady is absolutely fine. People start clutching their pearls when you put Tom Brady in the same sentence with Patrick Mahomes. It's no disrespect. Patrick Mahomes is young. He's on the verge of winning his third Super Bowl. Tom Brady won seven. What we're saying here is, could Patrick Mahomes, if he gets this one, not get four and tie Brady in, I don't know, the next 12 years? Of course he could. Remember, the weakness in Brady's Super Bowl total, if there is one, is that he won eight years, eight seasons without winning a Super Bowl. It seems strange, but he did because he lost the two to Eli in that time. Can you picture Patrick Mahomes going eight seasons without winning a Super Bowl? Something crazy would have to happen. He'd have to suffer a terrible injury or really the ascension of the of the Burroughs and Herberts and Lamars and Allens. Like, those guys have already ascended, though. They've already had their primes been entered. Like, they still can't beat him. I don't think it's blasphemous. I don't regret it. Take number six, the Taylor Swift effect is real. I'm not dismissive and offensive to people who say, I'm tired of seeing her. I'm tired of seeing her on TV. I don't like to see it. That's fine. If you feel that way, go ahead. I don't feel that way. But I can only tell you that when you hear stories about young fans, particularly young female fans who are turned on to the game of football, and particularly watching NFL games, they're not made up. They're not fictitious. And I draw from my very own home. This is not some nonsense, made up, schmaltzy story that I've been asked to share. This is not a left-wing conspiracy that I'm in on. I'm watching Chiefs Ravens and my seven-year-old daughter who openly despises football, one, because it takes her daddy away from her, and two, because it occupies the TV that she likes to watch when she'd rather be watching The Descendants or something. I'm watching Chiefs Ravens, and normally when football's on, she storms out of the room. I feel someone over my right shoulder when I'm sitting on the couch, and it's my seven-year-old daughter who is peeking around the corner looking to the TV, and I say, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. I said, do you want to come in and watch the game? No. 
Like, it's all right if you do. Do you want to come in and watch it? I know I don't like it. I'm like, all right. She goes, but if the chief score, can you call me in? And I go, yeah, I'll call you in. Is there any player that you are hoping scores? No. Sure enough, I call her in for the Taylor Swift shot when the touchdown happens. Right at the beginning, Kelsey, right off the gat, she, she runs she runs in, not walks in, runs in so she can see it. And she freaks out. She really, really can see her. My, my daughter's not impressed by that much. She's really, really entranced by it. And what it is is the second grade girls at school the next day say, did you see Taylor Swift? And if you missed it or didn't see it, like you're not part of the cool group or you missed out. It's a real thing. So if Taylor Swift has any contribution at all to having young people and having especially young females watch the game, make the game stronger, set up the next generation of the game, I'm all for it. And I think she has a major effect. Take number seven. I'm doing angry runs on Thursday night in front of the entire auditorium at the NFL Honors Show, which is like the NFL Oscars. I did it last year. It's the most nervous for anything I've ever been in my career. I'm just as nervous this year. When I do angry runs on Good Morning Football, I'm doing it for an audience of three. It's Jason, Jamie, and Peter. They're the only three people there at the table, and I just scream and say whatever I want, and I don't care. When I get up on that stage and every single person in my professional industry is there, including people who employ me, including many people who don't know who I am, don't know what Angry Runs is or what the hell I'm screaming about, it's terrifying. It really makes me sick to my stomach right now talking about it. Last year, I like had a out-of-body experience just looking up and seeing some of these faces being like, what the hell is this really, really crazy person screaming about? And I didn't really have an answer. I'm like, I'm screaming about people getting run over. Do you like it? I'm so nervous. When you watch me on Thursday night, and I hope you do, just know I'm terrified. Take number eight. Super Bowl rings are ridiculous. Jason McCourty wore his Super Bowl ring to the show. They're so big. It's a garbage can lid. It's a foot across. You would never wear it. It's not even a ring. It's like a shield that goes on your finger. Couldn't we have a normalizing of rings where you can actually wear it a few weeks out of the year or a few months out of the year? Don't you want a more wearable Super Bowl ring? Became this arms race for how big they could be. I guess it's this fingers race. I just think we need to we need to have a, a comeback down to earth moment for the Super Bowl rings. Take number nine. I'm really still sad about Carl Weathers, and I've eulogized him a couple times on my own personal way on Good Morning Football. I just hope one chief or one 49er does a Carl Weathers related celebration in the end zone. You could do ding ding like Apollo Creed. You could do a you son of a, you know, with the predator, or you could do something, I don't know, happy Gilmore related. It would be really cool. Take number 10. Very simple. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they have the better defense. Chiefs 31, 49ers 20. See you in Vegas. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I am on my way to beautiful, glorious, illustrious Newark, New Jersey for my flight to the state of Nevada. Sin City awaits. See you next week. Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.